Vasudevan honed his legal and negotiating skills at dangerous areas controlled by the mining mafia. This is the place where he immensely learned and polished his skills. Welcome to the third episode of our podcast, Banker with a Soul, where Vasudevan PN will speak about his long stint at Cholamandalam Finance, where he helped the company grow in various ways. You then, by 1989, you had become a full-fledged lawyer. Uh, tell us something about your experience in Cholamandalam Finance, because you know the company had corporate customers who had defaulted in far-flung areas such as Dhanbad and Asansol, and you had to travel to all these areas, met defaulters, and convince them courteously, of course, and pleading as well as by showing them legal repercussions. Tell, take us through your Chola years. So I joined as a management trainee. It was a one-year contract. At the end of one year, I was supposed to leave Chola. But uh, luckily for me, the assistant company secretary resigned just around that time. And I had also yeah. cleared the exams. So mm. the company secretary asked me whether I would like to continue in the company as a assistant secretary. I said, why not? I'll be more than happy. So I became the assistant secretary. Then mm. I was in that for about two years, 80 till 88. Then mm. uh, in 89, uh, the company secretary resigned. <laughs> And the managing director asked me whether I would like to become the company secretary. Obviously, mm-hmm. I jumped at it. And mm-hmm. so I became the company secretary. And by then, I had completed my law. So mm-hmm. I was also given a lot of legal work of recoveries. Uh, Chola used to do corporate loans in those days. Only yeah. corporate. There was no retail in Chola in, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So a lot of corporate defaulters in different parts of the country. So I was assigned a legal recovery. So I used to go and, um, you know, travel to all parts of the country to talk to people and uh, recover the money. And I remember, you know, I used to travel to Asensals and Dunbars of the world. You know, as soon as you get on in the station in Asensal, your entire dress will become black coated because there's so much of coal flying out of the place. Yes, that's right. Uh, sorry to interrupt, sir, but these are very dangerous areas controlled by the mining mafia. Uh, weren't you scared? <laughs> See, one is that I am a very, uh, you know, teeny, teeny, pinny kind of a character. I am not a very strong <laughs> And uh, second thing is that I, my English, my Hindi is pathetic, pathetic to the core. I can't really speak well in Hindi. I know about 10, 20 words I manage with that. Yeah. So when you go to a place like Asansals and Dunbar's, it's, uh, it's really a uh, mafia-driven market and, you know, coal mine mafia. All that is supposed to be very strong there. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going into the coal mine, not even in the city. I am The coal mines are typically about 40-50 kilometer drive outside the city. And then there, it is like a full kingdom of someone there because no one else generally can come inside that uh, coal mines. And I had to go to that coal mine, talk to that owner and the and, you know, pressurize him, threaten him or whatever to uh-huh. make him either pay or surrender his uh, proclaims or surrender his cranes or something like that. And right. uh, I weighed all of some 60, 70 kg. And those guys used to weigh nothing less than 100. <laughs> you know, they can probably take me and bury me underground and nobody would ever know about it. So it was very interesting. It was a mental game for me. You know, when I used right. to start my travel from Chennai. I used to say in my mind, what should happen so that when I come back, I will be happy. So I will define <laughs> that for outcome for myself. And yeah. then when I'm there in the mines with the owners, I used to say, this is what I want from this guy. How do I get this from this guy? You know, I can't threaten him. I can't shout. I can't put pressure. I know that. So what else can I do so that he does what I want him to do? 
So it was always like a mental game, mental challenge and mental game, you know, in those days. So looking back, do you think this was a great learning experience and also honed your legal and negotiating skills? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it helped me to, uh, you know, talk to people far bigger than you or far stronger than you and still get what you want by just staying focused on what you want. And then mm-hmm. going extremely well prepared, you know, you have to be well prepared in any negotiation or any discussion or any transaction. You have to go really well prepared. You have to know what the other fellow will want from you and what you want from them. And if this is what you want from them, what is it that you should say and do so that at the end of it, you get what you want. So right. I think the whole power of negotiation, discussion, dialogue with uh, people who are not under your control, uh, that really helped a lot. Right. And around that time, Cholamandalam was also starting a vehicle finance division. You were asked to be the business head of this division. You were completely new new to this subject. How did you build the vehicle finance division and business from scratch? So uh, Anandan was the MD of Chola in those days. And uh, I went and told uh, Mr. Anandan that, you know, uh, I am in Chola. I'm only getting exposure on companies. But as a company secretary, I would love to have an exposure on, say, excise uh, customs and all that. So can he recommend me to uh, another group company, uh, which is a manufacturing company, where as a company secretary, you get exposure to other, uh, you know, uh, act, uh, other uh, laws. Then it was he who suggested, do you really want to do that or you would you like to come into business? So mm-hmm. I said, what business? He said, uh, we are starting this vehicle finance. So if you are okay, why don't you start this vehicle finance for Chola? Mm-hmm. I said, but I don't know anything about the financing or vehicles or anything. He said, yeah, yeah, but that's okay. If you are willing to learn, I am willing to help. I said, okay, if mm-hmm. you are willing to take the risk, then who am I to say no? And I jumped at it. And that's how I got into vehicle finance, suddenly leaving the entire company secretary and legal profession behind me. Yeah. I started the vehicle finance and uh, we put up the first three branches, I remember. And um, my first branch manager in Chennai, a person called Israel, was a thorough master in vehicle finance. He was already there in that market. He knew a lot of people. He knew the business. So mm. he became my mentor and guide, actually, though he was my branch manager. But yeah. I learned a lot from him and I just used to say that, you know, Israel, you take me to the dealer, take me to the customer and tell me how the whole thing is done, teach me how it is done and all that. And he used to take me on his bike and uh, actually teach me uh, what vehicle finance is all about. And uh, in return for his teaching me, my contribution to him was the office uh, related issues. You know, right. I made uh, the uh, the processing of application easier documenting easier. So all those things, that is my forte. My mm. ability to manage the admin part of it was my forte. So I made right. his life easy as a sales guy so that he could spend more time on the right. field. And he taught me everything on the field. Absolutely. And, you know, your departure from Cholamandalam is also, could, you know, at hinds- in hindsight may have been also another turning point in your career. Uh, Chola wanted to have a joint venture with DBS Bank Singapore. Uh, you were asked to head the joint venture. And you did all the work to set it up. You were taken to Singapore and introduced as the CEO of the new venture. However, when the operations were about to begin, the joint venture partner wanted someone from their side to be the CEO. Uh, probably they wanted you to accept a lower role, which you were not prepared for. And, and is that the reason you left Cholamandalam after 20 years of long association? 
Yeah, Chola was like my home, home, you know, I, I mean, not even for one minute in the 20 years, I ever thought I will leave Chola, not even one minute, not even once, it was like my home, just get up in the morning and, and like the way you brush without thinking, I'll yeah. walk into Chola without thinking, that's, it was yeah. as uh, comfy as that for me, and mm. Chola and the Murugappa group are really good places for professionals to work, seriously good mm. places, there's a lot of respect for professional, a lot of space given, and uh, we are allowed to do so much of independent uh, work there and all that. And I think even today it continues. You see in Murugappa group, most of the senior managers would end up retiring. They hardly ever leave. Uh, that's the kind of culture that we have in uh, the Murugappa group and the Chola in particular. Mm. So so it's uh, I really enjoyed all my entire 20 years. And out of my 20 years, I think 17, 18 years was under Mr. Anandan as my boss. And uh, so he used to take care of my career. Everything, you know, I never bothered about my promotions or increments or anything. I never bothered, even once I never bothered about it because he always took care of it, everything. My job was only to just work and deliver. And right. uh, and then we went into the strap with uh, DBS Bank. It was a joint, equal joint venture. 70, Murugapa Group had 75% in uh, Jola. Then they sold sir, 37.5% to DBS. So they became mm. equal, equal partner joint venture company. And uh, yes, uh, I was uh, by then I was already heading the company Chola, all functions. So I was a CEO. I was not designated CEO at the time, but uh, all functions are reporting to me. And I was uh, uh, about to be designated a CEO of the company. That was the situation. Uh, mm. And then uh, DBS Bank came for the first board meeting. And then they said they wanted somebody from their end to be the CEO, not from the group's uh, side. And uh, unfortunately, the group couldn't really, you know, kind of uh, protest or whatever. They couldn't really do much about that. And then uh, Mr. Algapan, I met uh, and asked him what is to be done. He said, what can I do? You know, they really want to run the company. And mm. we, I really don't have a choice. Mm. Um, and then the position they offered me was something ridiculous. You know, I was the CEO. I was handling the entire company in all the business and um, collections and uh, operations, IT, finance, treasury, secretary, everything was under me. From mm -hmm. there, they wanted me to move into a sales head for vehicle finance where even collections won't report to me, forget mm -hmm. anything else. I mean, obviously, they must have known that I, I nobody can really take it. So maybe whatever it is, so I, I had to leave. Uh, so I finally had to take the call to leave. And uh, then I told Mr. Anandan that, you know, there's really no choice. So I'll have to go. And he said, yeah, I think you have to go. There's really nothing we can do for you. Here. Now that Vasudevan has left Cholamandalam, where would life take him next? Not the same city, I can assure. In the fourth episode, we will tell you about his years in Bombay.